Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Are you just starting out in private practice? Feeling overwhelmed by all the stuff there is to do by any chance? Paralysed by perfectionism or procrastination? Never fear, Psychology Business School has got your back and the good news is there's actually not that much you need to do to run your practice safely and effectively. Download our free checklist today to find out exactly what really matters. Tick off every box and you can see your first clients with confidence that you've done everything important. Get your free copy at psychologybusinessschool.com forward slash checklist. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. And today I want to talk to you about directory site profiles because the state of play is changing in private practice. And while I'm very confident that we'll all, we'll all be okay and that marketing will continue to work, it always has, private practice has always been here um, and I am absolutely sure it will continue to be here. One change that I've started to notice in the marketing landscape is that it is slightly more difficult for our own websites to rank on Google. Um, If you don't know what I'm on about when I'm talking about ranking on Google, don't worry. Um, We've got an episode on search engine optimization, which will explain that for you. But basically, it's getting a little bit more difficult to get our websites seen. That does not mean that you should not be trying. I still think it can be done, but it is getting a bit trickier, especially for our kind of generic um, therapy services pages. And for that reason, I think it's extra important to have a good presence on some of the key directory sites because they have the kind of budget that means that they will usually be at the top of search engine um, results, whether they're paying for that or whether they've got content writers that mean they're able to stay there organically. So I'm talking about sites like Psychology Today, Counselling Directory, Find a Therapist, Find a Psychologist. These are sites which are 100% dedicated to search engine optimization, and they've got marketing budgets that support that. So Yes, it it costs you money to be on those sites, but I think as we're seeing a rise of companies like uh, BetterHelp, for example, taking up a lot of space on Google, I think it is important to use some of these directories to make sure that your ideal clients can find you and choose to work with you directly rather than having to go through a third party. So that's just my little um, thought on why directory sites are probably more important now than they were before. So if you're not on them already, I'd very much recommend getting on them. And if you are on them, I think it's really important to make sure that that little corner of the directory site that you occupy is optimised to speak in the best possible way to your ideal clients so that the people that should be working with you will get the best results from working with you are able to find you amongst all of the noise that's out there. So today I want to share with you some tips for making sure that your directory site profile stands out, out of the crowd. And I also want to share a couple of principles 
um, for good writing and some stuff that you should really try and avoid when you're writing your directory site profile. So I hope this is going to be useful today. Um, it would be a good idea to get a notepad um, and a pen or the notes app on your phone uh, and make some notes as we're going through because there's some really simple stuff that you can implement today which will make your directory site profile much better um, if you're not doing it already. So it's one that it's worth taking notes and taking action on straight away, straight after this podcast. All right, so let's get into it. I'm going to start with the first thing, the most obvious thing that people see when they land on your directory site profile, and that is the picture. It's a really good idea to have a professional picture for your directory site profiles. And I know some of you will be listening to this and thinking, ah, Rosie, I can't afford to do that. It doesn't seem like something that's worth spending my precious early pennies and pounds on. And I completely understand. And I resisted this myself for a little while. But actually, there's quite a lot of evidence that people choose us based on our pictures. And it's not about looking like a supermodel in your picture. But it is about having really good lighting and a pose and a stance that makes you look open, honest and approachable. And bad lighting can literally make you look shifty and untrustworthy. If you don't believe me, take a picture of yourself, (laughs) take a selfie of yourself um, with the light coming from behind you. So you're kind of silhouetted in the picture and then take another picture of yourself but where the light is behind the camera and just look at the difference it is a massive difference and and while you know tips like that can help you take a terrible picture and turn it into something passable actually professionals are really clever at working out you know what the best angle is for us helping us to get comfortable take a decent picture and making that light really work for us. Um, So I'd really encourage you to get a professional to do some headshots for you and to use one of those for your directory site profiles. Another good reason to, to do this is the networking prospect. So I've always had my pictures done by people that I've met at local networking events. It's a way of really getting to know somebody in your local community who's in a completely different field from you and who may be able to send referrals your way further down the track Uh, but it's also just about building up that local visibility they're quite likely to want to share their pictures of you um, with their network and it's 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 getting your face and your name out there in your local community through another way so there really is a double benefit to having your photos done professionally and I can't emphasize enough the research tells us people do judge us by our pictures Um, And a good picture will help people to trust you. So very, very important, uh, if you possibly can, to get a professional photo done. If you really, really, really can't, um, because there is literally no money in your bank account, um, then I would encourage you to follow some YouTube tutorials on how to take the best one you possibly can yourself and then upgrade it as soon as you've got a bit of money coming in. Um, That's what I had to do when I started. I've shared my story in private practice before um, and, you know, it was okay, but I did upgrade it after a few months and I'd really recommend that you do that uh, because, again, this is about standing out amongst the sea of rubbish (laughs) images and terrible profiles that people will be coming across. 
uh, and a professional picture is obviously a professional picture I would say um, and especially if you're charging at the higher end of the spectrum um, it's really important that your clients perceive you to be worth that and a professional picture does help. Um, okay soapbox uh, finished I will step away from my soapbox and, and move on to the second tip. Okay, the second thing that I prioritize in all of my profiles are questions that help my ideal client to recognize themselves. So this could just be something as simple as like, are you staying awake at night worrying about your children's 11 plus scores? (laughs) Uh, Just an example from something we were talking about in the uh, membership today. (laughs) Um, But it has to be something which will enable your ideal client to raise their hand and say, oh my gosh, yes, that's me, you're talking to me, Uh, at the same time as making people who are not a good fit for you, who don't fit that ideal client group to scroll on by. So for example, that 11 plus issue, that's really, really niche. Um, Only people in specific areas of the country will be concerned with that. Only people with specific value sets will be concerned with that. So you're really speaking directly to something which is a big concern for that ideal client group and is not a concern at all for the other 99% of the country. And those questions should really do that. They should speak very directly to only the people that you're trying to target. So if you're not sure at the moment who your ideal client is, um, or you know how to frame those questions, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to our episode on the ideal client and also to our copywriting episode with Ali Lin um, because that skill, if you can nail that of getting those questions right that enable people to go, oh my gosh, she's talking to me um, through that profile. This is the therapist who cares the most about me specifically and then that will make all of your copywriting far far better and will really enable your directory profile to serve you in the best possible way so I'd, I'd check those out if you haven't listened to those already the third thing you want to do on your directory profile is explain why you want to help these people specifically these ideal clients and then how your qualifications enable you to do that so an example of that might be saying something like I know firsthand how hard it is to live with depression. So I studied X, Y, and Z so I could help people like you to come through it feeling stronger, just like I did. So if you've got personal experience and you're willing to own it, that can work really well because that's the rationale, right? That's why you got your qualification. That's why you're passionate about helping these people. If you're comfortable to share that, that can be really powerful. Or it could sound something different. It might not be about your personal experience. So it could be something like, over my 10 years of practice in the NHS, I noticed many parents coming to me with trauma symptoms several years after the birth of their children. As a psychologist, I knew there were effective therapies that could drastically improve these symptoms. And I felt it was a damn shame that they'd missed so many years of enjoyment um, of parenthood. So I trained in EMDR therapy and I now offer this in my private practice so that no one has to suffer with birth trauma symptoms for years before they get help. You deserve to be able to enjoy your baby now. So you see how those two ways of framing it 
not the most eloquent. I came up with those off the top of my head. <laughs> You'd probably want to, you know, make them a bit less clumsy, make them sound a bit better. Um, but those are two different ways of framing your passion, why you want to help these people, and then how you're going to do it. So you're mentioning your qualifications, you're mentioning your experience, but in the context of the, your desire to help these specific people. So in one of those, it's all about personal experience. In the other one, it's not about personal experience at all. It's about professional experience. But they both let the person reading it know that you are all about helping people like them and that you're qualified to do so. Um, and those are two things that people are looking for when they read our directory site profiles. They want to know that you want to help and they want to know that you can competently help them. So we need to make sure we cover both of those bases as succinctly as possible. So the next thing that I would include in a directory site profile is a short bullet pointed list of issues that you can help with. And this is where I see a lot of people going wrong because a lot of people implement this, but they put almost every condition under the sun in their bullet point pointed list because you know especially for um, people with a really broad training like mine was as a clinical psychologist it is tempting when you start out in private practice to be like yeah well I can do anxiety I can do depression I can do stress I can do um, PTSD because you, you know maybe you've done all of that in your training and technically you are qualified to work with all of those conditions but I'd really encourage you here to just stick to the ones that are likely to be the main concerns for that ideal client group. So for example, for me, because I'm dealing with perinatal and my particular interests are birth trauma and pregnancy mental health, including stuff like severe sickness, I'd be likely to only really mention pre and postnatal depression and anxiety, um, birth trauma recovery, um, dealing with the symptoms of severe sickness although nobody knows they need that yet <laughs> that's one of my passion projects to get that out there a bit more um but i'd only mention three or four things that i you know work most commonly with my ideal clients on and that they are most likely to be looking for support with so you know that could be things like um sleep or anxiety but but i wouldn't i wouldn't name every single thing that i can help with or that i do help with i'd pick the ones that are most likely to be the biggest concerns because what you do not want to do on your directory site profile is overwhelm people you don't want to give them loads to read um you want to make it really clear really punchy um, so that they can make a decision about whether you're the right person for them very quickly. Because it's highly, highly likely that when people come to your directory site profile, they are very stressed. They want to solve a problem which is looming large in their mind. It is likely they're in fight or flight or unlike, less likely to be freeze because they're taking proactive action, but they are likely to be worked up. <laughs> and so if you then give them reams and reams of stuff to read, it's just going to be hard for them to take in. So keep it short, keep it to the few um, conditions that people are most likely to be coming to you looking for help with. And then finally, I would make sure that you include a strong call to action. I know it might seem really straightforward. I know a lot of the directory sites have clear calls to action on them, but you need to write one yourself. 
Um, people will miss things, especially you know if maybe the call to action on counselling directory, for example, is at the top in the right-hand corner. I don't think that's where most people expect to see it. Um, so a lot of people might miss it if it's there. Um, but also because they're in that fight or flight frame of mind, you know, the, the way that our eyes track changes and we might kind of miss some of the more subtle calls to action on these sites so you need to put in as many as you possibly can and I would definitely have one at the bottom and make it really strong so something like book your free consultation here book your first session with me here and then if you possibly can hyperlink to those direct pages on your website some of them allow that some of them don't um, if they don't put the phone number put the email address so that it's just really straightforward. Nobody has to click around to find that information. If it is a site which has their own button and they have to click that button to book in a consultation with you or to contact you, then put something like hit the big purple button um, to book in a free consultation with me or to book in your first therapy session or to contact me and find out more. I really like the more direct calls to action, like book in your free consultation now um, or contact me to book your first session now. I prefer that to click here to find out more um, because I think we need to work with the fact that people are likely to want to move quickly when they're visiting these sites. Um, so I would always put the strongest call to action in I can, which is click here to book in a free consultation or your first session. Um, but, you know, it, it's up to you. Um, OK, so we've covered all the stuff that I would make sure that you include in your directory site profile. Um, but there are some key principles that I just want to make sure that we've covered uh, before we move on to the stuff you definitely shouldn't do. And the first thing is just to make sure that everything you write is what you would say to somebody who you came across who was really stressed about this issue. You know when you have those conversations on the bus or at a, in a waiting room where somebody that you don't really know tells you, oh, I'm, I'm really struggling with this thing. What would you want them to know? What would you say to them? And try to make sure that you don't go over and above that by very much. So the second thing to say is you do want to reference your core qualification and your registrations. But most of these directory sites have space for those things that is separate to your like personal statement area. So if it's already being covered off um, separately, you don't need to go into very much detail at all. Something like the examples that I gave earlier where you're just saying, you know, I was really... I really wanted to offer something more for people like you struggling with this issue, so I studied X, Y, and Z. You don't need to go into much more detail than that if you've already got your registrations in another part of the site. If you haven't, then you do want to list your core qualification and registrations, um, but you can just have that as literally two sentences. Do not go into your CPD record here, because although it's interesting to me and other professionals, it's not interesting to our ideal clients. If anything, it can sometimes undermine your core qualification a bit to see lots of certificate in, three CPD hours in, um, because they might not appreciate that that's, you know, in addition to what you've done in your core qualification. It can sometimes look a little bit like, oh, so you did like two hours study on depression for 
um, in the perinatal period, great, that's not very impressive. And it can detract a bit from all of that experience um, that you have as part of your core qualification. So don't list out all of your CPD. Um, Coming on to what not to do, don't use jargon or these kind of therapy professional um, specific phrases that we get very used to using and we use a lot in our practice and amongst each other and, and with our clients but actually don't mean anything to somebody who's never been in the therapy room before so stuff like a safe place a safe space um, that's probably my biggest hatred <laughs> because your average person that's never been in therapy will see that and go, I should bloody well hope it's going to be safe. <laughs> and they really don't understand what psychological safety means or what we're referring to. And actually, it's not reassuring. It just makes you wonder if some therapy sessions are not safe, um, I think. Um Things like using the language of your ideal clients is really, really important. What do they say they're struggling with? How would they phrase the problem? Again, go back and revisit the session on ideal clients and copywriting um, because it's so easy for us to describe something in terminology which you know, works for us and works for our peers, but just doesn't resonate with our ideal clients at all. So please, please, please go back and listen to those sessions. If you're not quite sure what your ideal clients would say about their struggles, go back and do some research and find out what words they would use before they come and see you. Um, You know, if you're doing free consultations at the moment, just make a note of what words people are actually using in those consultations. Because I can guarantee stuff like, you know, getting present, that this is language that we understand and that people that have already had therapy with us understand. But but before people have therapy for the first time, they're not going to see why that's a good thing. You know, they're much more likely to talk in more negative terms Um, and in more colloquial terms as well. So we need to get comfortable with using those, especially in those initial questions at the beginning of your profile to allow people to see themselves in what we're writing. Um, Otherwise, they might, you know, get switched off and not kind of scroll down or think that what you're doing is, is not relevant for them for some reason. Okay, so we've already touched on this a little bit, but... If you are struggling with this stuff, if you're finding it really difficult to write your profile, then do check out the episodes we've got on copywriting with Ali Lynn and the episode with me on getting to know your ideal client and the ideal client avatar. I think those will really help you to move forward with this. Another thing to say is this is something that we talk about in our coaching calls in the membership really regularly. In fact, that's what sparked um, this podcast episode. It was questions I was getting asked in the membership this week. Um, So if you're struggling with this, if you're getting started in private practice, or if you're looking to revamp and grow your practice, then do come and check us out at Psychology Business School. We've got a complete membership for everything that you need to get set up and grow. And we also offer weekly coaching calls where we can talk about stuff like this and your specific difficulties um, and making sure that you are talking to your ideal client specifically um, in your directory site profile. So if the time's right for you, I would love to support you in the uh, Psychology Business School community on our weekly coaching calls. 
uh, to move this stuff forward for you. Uh, So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've taken lots of notes and you're all going to go out and take action and make your directory site profiles the best they can possibly be today. Uh, If you do, then let me know in... um, on Instagram, I'm at Rosie Gilderthorpe. I'd love to um, to have a look at what you're doing on your directory site profile and to hear some feedback from you too. It would be wonderful. All right, take care and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Business of Psychology podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It helps more mental health professionals just like you to find us and it also means a lot to me personally when I read the reviews. Thank you in advance and we'll see you next week for another episode of practical strategy and inspiration to move your independent practice forwards.